Listening to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and we are here together on WETF, the Jazz Station in South Bend, Indiana, heard worldwide on Jazz Radio WETF.org. Thank you for joining us. And today, we're going to be listening to some of the music that was recorded by the great cornet player Bobby Hackett under his own name in the late 1930s. Bobby Hackett was born in 1915 in Providence, Rhode Island. He started his musical life as a guitar player playing with local groups, but after he heard Louis Armstrong uh, when he was a teenager, Bobby Hackett was a teenager, he uh, got the bug to play trumpet and he uh, 
learned uh, how, I think he was self-taught to begin with. He played with a number of New England bands, and some of which featured traveling New York musicians. And by 1937, when he was 22, he had uh, achieved some notice in the New York press, and uh, he was brought to New York to play in some different groups, with Joe Marsala's group. He was featured on a number uh, at the Benny Goodman Carnegie Hall concert in January of 1938, recreating uh, a solo by Big Spiderbeck. And uh, his career kind of took off from that point. He was uh, an engaging person. His uh, solo style was very unlike uh, the dominant strain of trumpet playing at the time. He uh, was much more reflective. He was uh, harmonically sensitive uh, to a degree that most trumpet players were not at the time. He was, as I said, a guitar player, so he knew about chords and chord structure and so forth, and he had a very lyrical style. So by beginning of 1939 or so, he was leading a big band, uh, a task for which he was not at all suited. He was not a good businessman. He wasn't a particularly engaging front man. Uh, and the big band ended up almost bankrupting him, and uh, he had to go on and seek employ elsewhere. All during this period, he also made a lot of recordings. He recorded with Adrian Rolini's band, with the Andrews Sisters, uh, which was in a band led by Vic Shane. Um, he recorded sessions with... Uh, uh, Teddy Wilson, Billy Holiday, all sorts of different people. So he was very well thought of in the musical circles in New York at the time. We're going to start out, or we did in fact start out, with two tunes that came from February 16th of 1938, from the first session that was recorded and released under Bobby Hackett's name. And these were done for Vocalion in New York. We started out with that Dada strain, a jazz tune that went back to the New Orleans Rhythm Kings in the early 1920s, and then heard a more dance band version of If Dreams Come True, the Edgar Sampson tune, which featured a vocal by Lola Bard. And in this band, uh, we have Bobby Hackett, of course, on cornet, George Brunis uh, from New Orleans on trombone, Pee Wee Russell on clarinet and tenor sax, Bernie Billings on tenor sax, Dave Bowman on piano, Eddie Condon on guitar, Clyde Newcomb on bass, and Johnny Blowers on drums. This was basically a, a Dixieland band, a traditional jazz band, although some of the arrangements, which presumably were by Bobby Hackett, who was a very talented arranger, uh, featured the two saxophones playing, as they did in If Dreams Come True. I eliminated one tune, uh, or I am going to eliminate one tune from that session, You, You, and Especially You, which was largely a vocal feature. Uh, we heard some very good solos, especially by Pee Wee Russell and Bobby Hackett. This was a band that was, I think, playing at Nick's in the Village for a while. These were all the Eddie Condon uh, mob, if you will, who were playing in various combinations in the late 1930s and into the 40s, and uh, recorded after this for Commodore Records and so forth. Uh, the basic group, uh, Hackett, Brunus, Russell, Condon, had recorded for uh, Commodore Records about a month earlier and uh, did their first session. We played parts of that at different points. So we're going to hear the last tune, or the one other tune from that session, leading off our next set. We're going to hear At the Jazz Band Ball by the original Dixieland Jazz Band. And Hackett plays this in the style, I would have to say, of the original Dixieland Jazz Band. He plays the melody as Nick LaRocca did, not as jazz players played it uh, going forward. So a little bit of a nod to the past there. Then we're going to go to November 4th of 1938, when he had a little bit more of an established band, uh, a little bit more formal, I guess you'd have to say. Bobby Hackett's on cornet. Brett Gowans played valve trombone and alto sax. Uh, he was a remarkable musician from the Boston area that Hackett knew back in the 1920s, and he's probably responsible for the arrangements as well. 
We also have, again, Pee Wee Russell on clarinet and tenor sax. He uh, was not a big band player. He didn't really like playing in big bands or playing arrangements, although he certainly did in the 1920s and 30s, but uh, by this point it was only his regard for Hackett that kept him in this group, I think. We'll also hear Ernie Cazares on baritone sax and probably alto and clarinet as well. Dave Bowman again, Eddie Condon again, Clyde Newcomb again, and Annie Picard on drums. We're also going to hear a vocal or two by Linda Keene, who had recorded with, I think, the first Glenn Miller Orchestra and also with uh, Artie Shaw for a while, but uh, she was the regular singer with Hackett's band. So we're going to start with Blue and Disillusioned, which in Brian Rust's otherwise very dependable discography was called Blue and Sentimental, which is an entirely different tune. This is a blues with a bridge, and uh, very well arranged and very well played. Following that, we're going to hear the uh, standard from the 1920s taken from uh, the opera Madame Butterfly, and it is Poor Butterfly, which will give us a very nice feature for Ernie Cazares at the beginning. Then on to Doing the New Lowdown, which was a good late 1920s tune. Good dance band arrangement with solos all around. And then we're going to finish up with a beautiful ballad from uh, about 1931 or so, I Don't Stand a Ghost of a Chance with You. And it'll have a particularly nice Pee Wee Russell solo. So that's our set going forward here at the Jazz Band Ball. Blue and Disillusioned, Poor Butterfly, Doing the New Lowdown, I Don't Stand a Ghost of a Chance with You, all by Bobby Hackett and his orchestra.
Hackett's musical integrity really made these recordings sound exceptionally good for the period. You know, these big band recordings, even though this was a small band, more along the lines of uh, like the Red Norvo group or something like that, uh, but very musical, very beautiful playing, great blend of the sections and the instruments and wonderful arrangements, most likely by Brad Gallins. Uh, Probably not surprising that it wasn't a big success, and we have to remember that at this time, in early 1939, bands led by Bunny Berrigan and Hot Lips Page and other great trumpet players were floundering. Even Harry James' band, which was brand new at the time, went through a couple of very uncertain years before he hit on his commercial success formula with the strings and the schmaltz and all that. But uh, Bobby Hackett, as I said, was no businessman and certainly not a showy player. Uh, he was appreciated by music lovers. Uh, the band that we're listening to and that we will be listening to in the next couple of sets uh, really failed quite dismally and drove him to bankruptcy. And uh, one says forced, but uh, encouraged him to join the band of Horace Height, which was a kind of a Mickey Mouse band. And he brought Hackett in to play some good jazz solos. And we'll be hearing a couple of things uh, that he recorded with some of the Height musicians as well. After that, he went with Glenn Miller's band, where he played mostly guitar for a while because he was suffering from dental problems, uh, but he did play beautiful solos on things like Rhapsody in Blue and String of Pearls, and then gradually went into uh, the more Dixieland format in the middle 1940s with uh, the Eddie Condon groups before he became a studio musician at ABC for about 15 years. He had gone back to taking lessons and really learned his craft uh, much better than he had before, so in addition to the great musical mind, he had uh, exceptional technique as well. So we started out with the last tune from uh, the uh, first session, February 16th of 1938, and we heard At the Jazz Band Ball, which was really a Dixieland jam uh, performance with Pee Wee Russell foremost, also George Brunus and Bernie Billings, Dave Bowman on piano, Eddie Condon on guitar, Clyde Newcomb on bass, and Johnny Blowers on drums. And many of these musicians uh, came together under Bud Freeman's leadership to become the Summa Cum Laude Band about a year later, and we just did a podcast on that group. Then we did the four tunes from the November 4th session. We heard, in order, Blue and Disillusioned, featuring a vocal by Linda Keen, Poor Butterfly with a beautiful Bobby Hackett solo, following an equally beautiful melodic statement by Ernie Cazares on baritone sax, a very underrated musician of the period. Then a good dance band arrangement of Doing the New Lowdown. As I said, I presume all these arrangements are by Brad Gowans. Gowans played alto sax, played the lead alto part on that, and even though he was better known as a valve trombone player. He was a very versatile fellow. And then we finished up with that nice ballad performance of I Don't Stand a Ghost of a Chance with You, featuring Hackett and Pee Wee Russell. That band, as I said, was Bobby Hackett on cornet, Brad Gowans on valve trombone and alto, Pee Wee Russell on clarinet and tenor, uh, Nick Azari's on baritone, possibly alto as well, Dave Bowman on piano, Eddie Condon on guitar, Clyde Newcomb on bass, and Andy Picard on drums. So we're going to go to the next session, which was a little bit more of a traditional-sounding big band from April 13th of 1939. This is, uh, again, for Vocalion. All these recordings are for Vocalion and made in New York. We're going to hear uh, Ain't Misbehavin' and Sunrise Serenade and Embraceable You, three of the four tunes they recorded that day. And the personnel in this case was Bobby Hackett, of course, doing the cornet solos. In the trumpet section, we have the semi-legendary and sort of crazy Sterling Bowes, uh, along with Jack Thompson, both on trumpets, Brad Gowans again on valve trombone and arranging, George Troop playing trombone, Pee Wee Russell on clarinet and tenor, Louis Colombo on alto sax. He plays some solos that are quite uh, good uh, for a 
performer who's not well known. Bernie Billings again on tenor sax, Ernie Cazares on baritone. Dave Bowman, Eddie Condon uh, in the rhythm section, along with Sid Jacobs on bass, and Don Carter on drums. And those are our three tunes from that session. Eight Misbehaving Sunrise, Serenade, and Embraceable You. Then we're going to go to the last session that this big band made. Very different personnel, I'll tell you. Uh, July 17th of 1939, we're going to hear Dardanella, followed by uh, Jada, and then Bugle Call Rag. I'm going to leave off the ballad performance in that case. And that has Bobby Hackett, Stan Wilson, Joe Lucas, and Harry Gengers on trumpets, Cappy Krause and John Grassi on trombone, Louis Colombo and Jerry Kaplan on altos, Hammond Russen and Hank Kamanna on tenors, Dave Bowman again on piano, Bob Julian on guitar, Sid Jacobs on bass, and Don Carter on drums. And that'll be our set. Ain't Misbehavin', Sunrise Serenade and Embraceable You from April 13th of 1939, and then Dardanella, Jada, and Bugle Call Rag from July 17th.
It's interesting that on that April 13th date, there were no singers. And on the July 17th date, uh, there was a singer on only one track that we didn't hear. So it leads you to believe that maybe MCA, the management company, thought that Bobby Hackett was kind of the singer in his own band, playing that very lyrical cornet style. So we started out with the lyrical cornet style introducing Ain't Misbehavin', beautiful version of that tune, again, April 13th of 1939, followed by the Frankie Carl tune, Sunrise Serenade, which we know from the Glenn Miller and the uh, Casaloma versions, very, very lovely tune with a kind of a, a, a torturous melody, but well played here with a very nice Pee Wee Russell solo. We also heard Embraceable You, which uh, was one of Hackett's features for most of his career from this point on. Then we went to the uh, July uh, 17th, 1939 session. We heard some more jazz tunes. We heard the uh, very early 1919-1920 tune, Dardanella. A uh, good version of that with some excellent Bobby Hackett. We also heard some tenor sax by, I think it was Hank Kamen. I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it or not. K-M-E-N, who appears from time to time in the jazz discographies going forward. He was a studio player, certainly. And then we heard... Uh, Jada, which was, I believe, an arrangement by Bobby Hackett. Uh, he had reharmonized it and put in some chromatic harmonies, and there's a more famous Eddie Condon recording from later on uh, for uh, Associated Transcriptions, where he is featured with um, Ernie Cazares on baritone sax doing a really beautiful ballad performance of that. Then we finished that set up with Bugle Call Rag, the traditional flag waver tune from the days of the New Orleans Rhythm Kings, and that featured uh, solos all around. Uh, we heard an alto solo, as I said, by Louis Colombo, really very accomplished solo. He was not a well-known player either. Another tenor solo by, I assume, Kamen and Bobby Hackett. We uh, periodically heard some piano in there, and in that session, uh, actually in all the sessions we've heard, the pianist was Dave Bowman, who was uh, one of the Eddie Condon group and uh, stayed in that... Uh, uh, little unit until the early 1940s, and then sort of disappeared from the scene. He uh, re-emerged in the 1950s and died quite young in a car accident, I believe in about 1960. So we hope you've enjoyed this program. We still have two more things to go, which I'll tell you in a second. Uh, we are the Jazz Focus, and I am John Clark, and we are all here on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana, heard worldwide on jazzradiowetf.org. We've been listening to the music of Bobby Hackett from 1938 and 39 today. We're going to leap ahead into 1940. As I said, uh, Hackett had an absolute financial disaster with that big band, and he had to go to work for other people, which suited his personality a little better anyway. And he went to work initially for Horace Height and his Musical Knights, a very Mickey Mouse type of band, uh, sweet band. But Height had an appreciation for jazz and brought Hackett in, to, not only to play the parts, but to play some good solos as well. And the last uh, session uh, from uh, this period, commercial session under Hackett's name, was done with members of that band. We're going to hear two tunes. We're going to hear the Bix Beiderbeck feature, Singing the Blues, from February 1st of 1940, done for Vocalion in Los Angeles in this case. And we're going to finish up with Clarinet Marmalade, another tune associated with, among others, Bix Beiderbeck. And that was from January 25th of 1940 in Los Angeles. And the band here is Bobby Hackett, featured throughout on cornet with Bernie Madison playing trumpet, 
Jerry Borchardt on trombone, Bob Rydell on clarinet, George Dessinger on uh, tenor sax, Jim Batis on baritone sax, Frankie Carl, the composer of the tune we just mentioned, Sunrise Serenade, was playing with uh, this band on piano, Bob Knight on guitar, Eddie McKinney on bass, and Don Carter on drums. He's been heard from on a couple of these sessions. So those will be our two tunes to finish off our Bobby Hackett program, Singing the Blues and Clarinet Marmalade. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Tune in again next week. Ha <laughs> ha